Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday, February 25th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'm joined by a very special guest co-host here for the Thursday edition of the podcast, Mr. Brandon Piper, a.k.a. MMA Wagers. Brandon's a longtime fan of the podcast, uh, a longtime friend of myself, and he's been bugging me for a while to get on the podcast, Brandon. So I had to finally get you on, man, with Marcel. Uh, uh, he's actually doing some some mail delivery and stuff today. So he's very busy, but I got Brandon on here. So Brandon, uh, how's it going, man? Just how will you tell people where you're, where you're from, man? I don't know a lot about you as well. So just please uh, you know, tell everyone what you do in the business. Yeah, thanks a lot, Adam, for having me on. I'm from uh, Barrie, Ontario. Um, I've been doing uh, professional MMA gambling for maybe 10, 10 years now, 10 plus years. Uh, it's just been about eight months since I've taken it very seriously with um, subscribers and people uh, reaching out to me to get picks and all that. Um, yeah. And I'm just a diehard MMA fan. My dad got me into it and, uh, yeah, I'm here for the long haul. <laughs> That's awesome. So you're in Barrie, eh? So you're not too far North from me a couple, like an hour or two. That's not too bad, man. Yeah, just, you outside live in, Toronto, uh, just outside Toronto. Yeah. Right now. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's awesome. Do you, like, do you remember the first bet you ever made on MMA? Do you, do you have a memory of it? Um, no, actually, but. I just remember my perfect card that I got. Uh, it was a Curtis Blades card, obviously not the right. last one, but <laughs> it was a Curtis Blades headliner. I got a perfect event, like 12 for 12. Nice. And uh, and I've been trying to th thrive for that again. I have got it recently. I've got – it was the Habib versus Justin card. I got nice. another 12 for 12. And, um, yeah, I, I, I thrive for per perfection, man. Good job, man. Yeah, I actually <laughs> – I went 11 and one in that card. I got the last one wrong. I, yeah. I think, uh, Gaethje is a it was a good card for a lot of gamblers. <laughs> that was a good one. It's been a few months since that. <laughs> Man, the last few cards have been tough. This year's been tough. All right. So how about, uh, let's talk about this card this weekend. Now, obviously, like I can't give away my bets because I'm working for Elite now and that's where you can get my place from, guys. So I'm, I'm giving as much information as I can through the three podcasts I do this week, uh, do a week here as much as I can through my articles. I cannot give away the bets themselves, but I can definitely talk about the fights, including one fight that was um, just added to the card this week because there was an injury to Alex Oliveira's original opponent. Now we have Ramazan Kermagamadov stepping exactly. in uh, for Randy Brown. So let's talk about this fight, man. Um, I want to yeah. hear your thoughts on it. First off, as far as the line goes, Kermagamadov opened, I think, at minus 145. He's down to like a pick'em price. So I some, couldn't believe that. Yeah, some small action on uh, Cowboys coming in here. He did take the fight on short notice. Why don't, why don't you give me your thoughts? I'll give my thoughts in a second, but I, I want, I'd like to get your thoughts on it. Right now, we have the odds. Minus 115, Ramazan. Minus 105, Alex. Probably at close of the pick them. What are your thoughts? Well, I was looking through my sports books. I got Sports Interaction, um, Bet365, and Bodog. Uh, Bet365 came out with it first, and I saw Alex Oliveira plus 135 or something. I had to put a, some change on that right away because – First of all, Ramazan's coming in short notice. This is Alex Oliveira's 20th UFC fight, I'm pretty sure. He's a veteran at this point. And uh, even against Jordan Williams, he, he looks sluggish. Like, he slowed down. He, I just, I don't, I see Alex coming out for a strong 15 minutes while I see Ramazan slowing down. Like, it's, what, three days, four days notice? Yeah. Is it four days? Three days? Yeah, it's short notice, that's for sure. So yeah. You're, you're, you're going with, you like Alex a lot here, huh? Well, for the underdog odds, like it's a pickup now, but at plus one thirty-five, where you got, it, I mean, that was definitely good. I put sure. it in right away. Yeah, yeah. But I think I guess over the night, people had the same idea and they got it at even money. 
I got to be honest, man. My initial thought was Oliver too when I when I heard the matchup because I don't have a lot of knowledge on Kermagmedov. But of course, I went to the tape last night, dude. I watched all his fights on. Fight, he only has two on Fight Pass. He had yeah. a couple. He had a couple on YouTube too, like three or four on YouTube. But but I watched all his fights. Trevor Allison. Yeah, he, in his last fight, yeah. he beat. I so mean, he, uh, he faced Trevor Allison. Now he's facing Alex Oliveira, Cowboy Oliveira. Yeah. That's a huge step up in competition, in my opinion. <clears throat> so as far as this fight goes. Like I said, I've watched the guy's tape. I've watched the fight with Williams, which, by the way, was at middleweight. we got to keep that in mind. His last fight was at welterweight. So Yeah, he didn't want to fight at middleweight. That was a challenge took, for him, he said. He took the guy down. He basically uh, submitted him, I think, in the second round with an arm triangle, if I'm mistaken. And, you know, to me, that's his path to victory in this fight, dude. It's, okay. it's his wrestling. There's no doubt about it. Hold on. Let me, let me finish, Brandon, and then you can talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's no doubt about it. It's definitely his wrestling by watching his tape and also like in the fight with jordan williams he landed 175 significant strikes he went three hard rounds 175 yeah i couldn't believe it and i looked at the stats so it, it surprised me um i gotta be honest man this is definitely a close fight but my lean is towards kerr magomedov yeah. uh you know he's a younger guy he's only like 24 years old too by the way he's super young for what i write yeah. um trades with mark henry yeah undefeated That's... he's actually in vegas right now i saw a picture he posted with ray Seffo last night so maybe he's been yeah, in vegas getting that. i'm sure he's been getting ready i don't think it was like uh, one day notice where they call him. They, I'm sure the matchmakers told his manager, hey, this is a guy that's probably going to get in the UFC, stay ready for a fight. So I, I believe he's been yeah. staying ready for a fight. And to be quite frank, man, usually I do go against the short notice guys. But in this case, Alex Oliveira, again, watching the tape on him, on the feet, he'll have the advantage, I believe. I do think he has more Thanks. power. I do think that overall he's the more like varied striker. But, you know, for me, dude, like the biggest problem is he gets taken down in his fights. Like, look at the fight with Nicholas Dalby, perfect example. He got taken down. Although yeah. I will say that referee, that referee stand up was really sketchy with like a minute left. But either way, yeah, my lean toward Kermagmedov. So I, I'm going to pick him um, probably by decision here, and uh, that's kind of what I'm leaning. Although I definitely respect your take on it, man. Let me get some. Oh, go ahead if you want to talk about it. And they'll get well, some if, comments from the guys. If I can but, get Ramazan at um, underdog odds too. Then right. it be no matter what I'll I'll win right but absolutely and, 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 and don't like think it's right personally but, yo just when I'm talking just or, or vice versa just wait till I'm finished because it's very hard for them to hear us both talking at the same time just so you know okay, okay? No yeah problem. no worries I know you're new with this it's okay man yeah <laughs> um, yeah no worries I do the same thing too don't worry all right I'm gonna get some comments okay yeah Daniel says get that bag the same yeah. to uh, to you guys same to Dan, um to Brandon and then Tyler says I'm with you Adam I think Kermagmi has a good chance here yeah I mean but listen the short notice definitely is throwing me off he's only had eight off. fights yeah, I don't know yeah. he's just he's just so green still in my opinion but he, he is you never know it's he MMA is. right it's MMA but those That's deep kicks I watched that Peter Sabata fight and Alex Oliveira has legit stand up and he can go he missed weight against um his last opponent Shavkat. Yep. That, oh, yeah. That up and comer. Mm -hmm. And we both had him. We both had Shavkat in that fight. At He's legit, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had him first round. I think I got that bang on. Nice job. I watched the highlight video of Shavkat, and that, that swayed me right away. I looked up Shavkat highlights. Boom. Yep. I'm and on that's board. the thing about Ramazan. Quite frankly, he's not like the flashiest guy if you watch him fight. But the guy is a grinder and knows how to win fights, man. So when I've seen... He can win this fight, and Daniel says the odds are coming down. They are, but we'll see. Again, I get I could be wrong too. <laughs> My picks have been great lately. It's been no. tough this year, man. Like there's been I a lot. Of I haven't made an official pick, honestly. I, I got him early. Yeah, but I'm gonna do more tape. I'm gonna do a little more study, and uh, I always have my picks 24 hours before the fight starts. So Fair enough. Yeah, my my pick's going to be Kermog made up unless something changes at the weigh-in. Yeah, comes tomorrow in morning we'll see yeah. at the weigh-ins. Exactly, because the short notice definitely could. Uh, 
you know, change that. All right, I'm going to get this comment. There was one from uh, Jose. Hey, Jose, how's it going? He says, good morning. And then he – actually, this is a great question for you, Brandon, because I know you're a big Curtis Blades at Mark. He says, buy or sell this time next year. Curtis Blades will no longer be in the UFC. You know what? Listen, the guy is clearly one of the best top 10 heavyweights in the world. There's no doubt about it. But I don't think Dana White likes him that much. He doesn't really have the most exciting style. So could he be a guy that goes to PFL or Bellator? Maybe. I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't cut him if I was the UFC. I'd keep him around. He could still finish a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. But we have seen guys like with his kind of style get released, including former opponent Justin Willis, who is kind of a grinder. But I think Curtis is more of a finisher than him. So I, I, I think he'll be on the roster, although I wouldn't be shocked if he was released. What do you think? I think he's going to be released eventually. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, Dana White, I don't think he likes him, to be honest. And how he talks, like, I'm just going to go in there and uh, wrestle the guy for 25 minutes. Like, the promotion doesn't like that. The yeah. promotion likes finishes. They like people that go out there and put it all on the line. They don't. And the way he talked, oh, if I win, I'm going to get $100,000. Like, I don't, I don't understand why he's speaking like that. I, I see him as, like, the Corey Anderson as of the light heavyweight division. Um, okay. Yeah, that's I, not a bad comparison, actually. And a guy that, that does, have, does have some finishing skills, but now he's a Bellator because a little bit too outspoken probably towards Dana White. I yeah. personally don't mind if fighters are outspoken, but I definitely think in Blades' case, like, we've seen the right in the wall for a while now. I don't believe the UFC likes this guy, even though I personally really like watching a fight, man, because I like watching I do guys too. dominate in their round. I do, too. Yeah, and he. A lot like, of people discriminated him against the Alexander Volkov fight, and I was the one that stepped up. I said that was a good fight, Dana. I don't know why yeah. you're talking bad about your fighter that's on the roster dominating. He got 14 takedowns. Yes, I he did. Yeah. Like that was a, that was a good fight, man. But yeah, it, it's Dana's whatever Dana wants to say, you know. Yeah, by Green and uh, Daniel says he's like the heavyweight John Fitch. I mean, it's decent comparison. <laughs> yeah. Kevin says, if I'm Blades, I'm running to PFL ASAP. He cashed one yeah, million dollar check. That's a better idea. Don't go to Bellator. I, I don't know about Bellator. They don't even have a heavyweight division, really. Not, not, they not got really Brian Bader, Timothy Johnson. There's a few other guys there, but yeah. Another heavyweight. Yeah, um, Congo. <laughs> Congo just lost. Like He's done. He's like 45. Yeah, he's pretty old. He's still in great yeah. shape, though, man. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, so. Whatever he's eating or drinking, I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was—I actually had Curtis Blades up next on my uh, list of things to talk about. So we kind of did talk about him, but he did have a statement. Basically, said, you know, this, this is what happens in the fight game. So I like the statement. He's like, he's like, you know, props to Derek caught me. It is what it is. So props yeah. to him, man. Listen, dude, this is MMA. He was winning. Anything can happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And and a, and a fight between two huge heavyweights. Too many people were writing off Derek in that fight, man. In my opinion, I know you were a guy that was on Curtis, but. Derek didn't get his due in that fight from betters, and he was a plus three fifty. Come on, that's, I that's did a, hedge. I did. See, that's smart. I was talking to someone last week. I was like, if plus I'm playing, and I, I stayed away from it, Brandon. I just stayed away completely. Yeah. But I wanted to. I was thinking about playing Curtis inside the distance. Then I was like, man, I can't play this fight. Just, I did play Curtis inside the distance. And you had to do with with Derek, right? That was yeah, smart. and that 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 put me over though because plus five hundred, you put ten bucks on that, you win fifty. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, Jose says I think Dana trashed Blades because of his comments about paying up because of style. I think it's both, dude. I, from, I can't remember exactly, but I know that that uh, – I wrote an article actually at BJ last year. I was reading it the other day. It, it was like Curtis Blaze explains why Dana White doesn't like him. He gave like three reasons, I think. There was three reasons. He basically said because he's a wrestler, because of his comments, and because uh, he just doesn't like – Dana doesn't like wrestlers. So, anyways, let's move on from Curtis Blades. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> let's talk about some fights now. Not this weekend's fights, but let's talk about some upcoming fights. So, mm-hmm. there's been a few fight announce, uh, fights announced the last couple of days. Different promotions. UFC – one PFL. I want to start with one fight in one though. Uh, 
Chinyaoki is going to be taking on Sage and Northcutt. Yeah. So Sage hasn't <laughs> fought in two years now. The last time he fought, he fought this guy, uh, Cosmo Alexander, got his face busted. Like, his face was broken. Was that his last fight? Yeah, it was two years ago. Wow. So it's been a long freaking time, man. And I listen, I, I, yeah, yeah. Um, I like Sage. Like, don't get me wrong. I really do. Like, he seems like a decent guy. He's only, and he's only 24, which is nuts to me. He's only 24 years old. Like, he was yeah. in UFC when he was 18, which is crazy. That so, must be a record. Yeah, I One think it's, it's got to be. It's. I think he might have been the youngest, or like maybe Joe Lozon's brother was really young too. There's a few guys. Who Jones were, was 19, maybe. Yeah, they were super young. It says 20, oh, maybe. Let me see here. Made his debut. Um, it doesn't say he's the youngest, so it might have been someone else. Anyways, yeah, I would say Sage. Yeah, definitely one of the youngest to ever step into the octagon, and he looked his physical structure is just. Insane. How do you get that at 18? I don't know, but here's the thing. He was 6-2 and two in the UFC. He knocked out Zach Otto and, and then got released. I don't know really what happened there. It must have been some sort of – I guess it was a money issue. I don't Wait, think, by the way – 6-2 in case. the UFC? Pardon? He had a 6-2 and two record in the yeah. UFC? Yeah. He he beat six people in the UFC. Yeah, and lost to two. He what? lost to Mickey Gall and lost to Barbarina, which is a bad loss. Actually, wow. I remember that fight because I bet on him in that fight, man. I was so angry. I had okay, a parlay – yeah, I had him parlayed with Rumble, I think, and Rumble knocked out Bader in the main yeah. event. But I, that was a terrible bet on my I part. think I stayed away from that one. I yeah. think Sage was like minus 400. Or he minus was a big – I parlayed him, like I said. It was a terrible bet, and I've learned from yeah. it. That's why I don't do that anymore. So <laughs> yeah. it's what it is. Hey, you learn from your mistakes, right? So exactly. I, I don't parlay 19-year-old kids anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he's a fun two years, so it's been a while. Uh, Shinya, I know he's an amazing grappler and stuff. So if he mm-hmm. gets the fight to the ground, he's probably going to win this fight. But if it stays standing, uh, he could be in serious trouble because Northcutt definitely has some stand-up skills. We saw that against Otto. We've seen that against Trevino in his debut. A few other guys. I don't know, man. It's hard to say with with, with Sage. I, I don't really know. Is he really a fighter anymore at this point in his career? He's, he hasn't fought in two years. Like the kid, but maybe this is not for him. Because I think he's been in school the whole time too, which is crazy. He was in school the whole time. You know that, right? Like he had no, six win. Dude, he had six wins in the UFC while he was, while he was a full-time student. The Sounds like amazing. Miranda Maverick. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Same, I, like same her a lot too. I love that. I like hard workers, man. So yeah. I like the guy. Um, I wish him the best. I don't know how this is going to go for him in one, but I wish him the best. Um, but, yeah, I mean, two-year layoff. He after should that, get this win, though. He should, but I don't know. People really are saying Shinya could maybe submit him, so we'll see. How I mean, old is uh, Shinya Aoki at this point? Let me take a look here. Shinya's got to be, like, close to 40, you know? Let me take a look. 41. Shinya, 37. Oh, okay. By the way, he might be one of the best fighters never to fight in the UFC. He has to be, right? Really? He never fought in the I UFC. Don't, I, I haven't really dug much into Shinya Aoki. Shinya, 46-9 and one no contest record. I mean, the guy 46 is... 46-9? Yeah, with 30 submission wins. So he's one he's of the greatest... He's the Alexi Olenek. Yeah, he's one of the greatest sub-artists. <laughs> Absolutely. Jose, since I was hiring him, when they signed him, how would Arjun Buller do against these uh, ranked heavyweights? Not good. Are you talking about in PFL or in UFC? In UFC, you do terrible. In PFL, Arjun would do pretty well, I think. Well, he's um, a grinder. Yeah, he's a wrestler. In, in, in one, he's probably going to win the title. I think he's fighting Brandon Vera, if I'm not mistaken. He should yeah. be Brandon Vera at I this point. Let me just double check. The I don't striking, think that... definitely, I give the Vera, though. Watch, do you watch one? Like, do you pay attention? No, not really. It's, it's hard the, because the fights are so late here. Yes, right? exactly. I mean, they start at I think eight or nine in the morning usually, so it's pretty yeah. early. So it's not easy. Early prelims um, are at like four. Yeah, now. yeah, I, that's the main card. I like to watch the beginning to end on events, and I, I just so yeah. There's so fighting. many events at this point. I can't right. keep up. 
He's supposed to fight Brandon Vera. Let me get this comment to you from. Oops, Tyler says I think Chase Hooper was the youngest to fight. Maybe let me let me yeah. check that. You actually might be right. Let me check. Yeah, maybe. But I think he was older than that. I think he was like nineteen. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought so too. Because he's already twenty-one at this point, and he joined the UFC two years ago. Let me check on. Let me Google it. Youngest fighter UFC history. I think it was Sage. It does Sage, say Sage? it does say it's someone does say it's 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 uh, Cooper, but Sage um, I think was eighteen, isn't he? Like if you look at the, if you do the math there, right? Am I, am I doing the math wrong? Well, I got Sage. Chase Chase Hooper right here. It says Chase Hooper on his Wikipedia. Anyways, I think Tyler's probably right. I'm probably wrong, so I'm gonna move on from this one. Well, Tyler's he's twenty one. Chase is twenty one right now. Yeah, and he made his UFC debut. Um, December 14th, 2019. Yeah, that fight. He fought uh, Kamer. I saw that fight. Yeah, yeah, and he won by knockout Granite Pound with elbows and punches round one. So he might have been like a few months younger, just like Tyler said. Like, like they were both 19. He was a few yeah. months younger. Kevin said, I love I how um, Joe what? Rogan was just roasting on um, Chase Hooper, and then he ends up coming back. <laughs> that was one of the best. Last things. fight, yeah. I mean, he looked terrible in that fight. Um, I was on Peter Barrett. Uh, I was on, on chase by some 350. I think I, I took a my shot on him. Tyler says his first uh, Sage's first fight, 19 half. You're right. You're oh, right. Okay. We're not done the year yet, so it's yeah. Kevin no, we're says, like, I don't, Brandon, just just pay attention because it's going to be very hard for people to hear us both talking at once, man. Sorry, it's okay. Um, Kevin uh, says I don't see too many people, uh, too many options available for the May pay review. Shang and whatever is happening at 155 are the only two belts that seem possible bearing a short tour around. Any guess we'll do. Okay, so that's actually a good thing to segment to segue to because you messaged me this morning. You're like, yo, Figueredo's fighting Moreno again. And I'm like, I know. I rewrote the article on you. <laughs> I already wrote the article on you. Yeah. I knew you knew. Hilarious. Um, There's I know. no way you didn't know. Grinding away, man. Grinding away. So yeah. that fight's official for June 12th, UFC 263, which we'll talk about in one second. But UFC 261 is uh, April 24th. That's Valentina and Andrade. That was announced yesterday. Mm -hmm. UFC 262 will be in May, but we don't know what's going to happen. That's what Kevin's saying. Is it going to be Zhang? Is it going to be someone else? I I'm guessing they probably want the lightweight belt for that card, maybe. Because that to me, the Valentina and Zhang fights should both be on the same card. I don't think they should headline separate cards. They might do that, Brandon. But I, I don't think Valentina's really a pay-per-view seller. She's more of a co-main yeah. event fighter than a, paper than a main event. I do think Zhang could headline though because the last fight was incredible. You can really sell her headlining at least one more fight. So Absolutely. maybe you do, you do Zhang and Rose as main event, and then Andrade and Shevchenko as co-main. I, I personally would, would rather see that, um, but I really don't know what they're going to do here. And usually they, they don't put the lower weight above the higher weight, so I don't know what they'll do. If they do uh, Shevchenko as the main event for that car, I don't expect it to sell very well. But anyways, what are your thoughts on those on those uh, upcoming periods? We'll talk about the fights themselves, but just the main events. Well, Wiley Zhang, like the entire Asian community is going to tune into that, right? Like she's not the face of the Asian MMA scene right now, for the UFC at least. So that's a huge population. And um, so Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno, um, is that going to be headlining and then co-headlining? I will believe be that's the headliner of 263, but it's, that's not official. Ariel broke the news today, but I'm assuming that's going to be um, the main event. But I will take this comment really quick from Kevin because he says, Headline three pay-per-views in a row with Zhang, Shevchenko, and Fig. That's a rough stretch sales-wise. I kind of agree with yeah. you. I think those were kind of better paired together. What are your thoughts, Brandon? Well, I think they should wait for the lightweight championship for the um, International Fight Week, honestly. Because that's probably the biggest um, fight they could do right now. Mm -hmm. What is that, July? The first week of July? 
I don't know what it's going to be with COVID and all that, but and we don't even know what the lightweight um, picture is right now. It's in limbo. Like, is it going to be Dustin and Connor for the rematch? Is it going to be honestly? It should be Charles Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier. In my opinion, that's that's the fight to make. But the UFC doesn't make the fights to make, so they'll make the fight to make the most money. Which maybe Michael Chandler might creep in there. I don't know. Yeah, you're not wrong. I was just thinking in my head, like that lightweight belt. I think they said originally May, but I'm thinking July maybe just sounds better because of the international fight. But we don't even know what's going to happen because of COVID, like you said. Well, um, when's the heavyweight? The heavyweight. I think it's in the end of March. So, like, they'll probably do. They, oh, they okay. said Jones's, they want Jones's debut at heavyweight this summer for the title. So, I'm assuming it'll be like July, August for Jones at best. Yeah. But I could easily see that that debut. International be fight back. week, too. I could see me push back to later this year. It just depends what Jones wants to do. Exactly. Tyler, that was the first thing I thought about the Valentina fight was that we would likely be getting another title fight to main event that card. I agree too. You know what? Yeah. Let's go. I'm gonna look at the divisions right now to see what we're missing. I, okay, first off, um, okay, so flyweight, that's the being defended uh June. Bantamweight, that's next week. I guess you could turn around and do like Dillashaw versus or whoever wins that fight, maybe. Yeah, they could do that. Um Volkanovsky's fighting, I think uh was at the end of next month, so mm-hmm. it'll be a while from that. Khabib won't be fighting again, but that lightweight belt's going to have to be defended. Kamaro's probably going to fight Masvidal as tough, tough coaches, so that kind of eliminates that belt for a while, which I hate, by the way. I love tough. I don't know if they're even going to do Ultimate Fighter, to be honest. I think they're going to do it, man, but I, I love tough. I just I prefer when it's not uh, champions. I hate when the belts get like delayed. Um, Izzy, yeah. obviously, and middleweight, you know, that's up in the air. Same with light heavyweight. We don't know what's going to happen there, so heavyweight's been booked. Zhang is still free. Shevchenko has been booked. And then Nunes. I guess Nunes could have a quick turnaround possibly too if she yeah. knocks out Anderson quickly like a lot of us think she will. So, yeah, I mean, you guys are right, man. Kevin, you're 100% right, dude. There's not much available right now. They're, the UFC really tests its fans' limits sometimes, I think, with some of these pay-per-views, Brandon. Like, if they're going to go with, for instance, Shevchenko, Andrade is a main event, that's kind of a tough sell, I think, for 65 bucks. personally. Don't get me yeah. wrong. They're both great fighters. I just don't believe that's a, a, a fight that people want to pay for. So I don't know what your thoughts on that are. Well, yeah, it's just every title fight is um, already uh, announced for a, an event or or it's tied up at the moment. Like, there's not much they can do. I honestly think something will will pop up, though. Because how are you going to sell a, a pay-per-view with who, Valentina versus Jessica? Yes, and, we're, and you know, I, I'm just looking at the titles. There's still potentially, like, for that 262 card, you could always do a non-title fight as the co-main event, like Nate Diaz's return or something. Like, there's other things you could do for non-title fights, but generally they, they really like doing title fights now, and they usually like doing two, it seems like, they these should, days, or three, possibly, like, on that card next week. They should put Whitaker versus Costa on that fight. That's yeah, that should have been for a belt, but uh, for Intertile, but they're not doing yeah. it that way. Tyler says, for fans, the five-round title fights on the next two pay-per-views is awesome, but it's really putting the UFC in a tough spot for pay-per-views after that. I agree completely, dude. You're bang on, man. You and Kevin are both bang mm-hmm. on in the comment section. Okay, so let's talk about that fight now, Figueredo and, spread it out. and Moreno. So I love the fight, man. The first fight was amazing. I had Fig in that fight. He would have won if it wasn't for the low blow, but even exactly. with that, I still thought he won the fight. I still scored it for him. It was super yeah. close, though. Moreno took his best shots, kept coming forward. The guy's a tank. Love the matchup. I still favor Fig in the rematch. What are your thoughts on this rematch? Yeah, I um, I thought Fig won too at the end, but with that point deduction, I'm like, it could be a draw. I don't know. I actually know. To be honest, I was telling everybody, it, this is a draw. Like, don't be surprised if it's a draw just because of that point deduction. And yeah, in the in the rematch, I'm still gonna t- take Figgy. 
Like yeah. he's he is just a beast. He's a beast, man. Like what are you gonna do? Like Moreno's a scrappy, hard nosed uh, grinder, Mexican, good fighter. Like but like Figueroa showed that he can beat him. I feel like you know Moreno had his best performance in that fight against Figueroa. I don't, I don't know what else he could do differently. I mean, let's be honest. Like a lot of us were kind of just not thinking he would have much of a chance in that fight, and he he, he almost he almost won. So let's give him some credit here. But I just think yeah. Figueroa. We've seen in rematches too. He really does make the adjustments. We saw against Benavides the second time, just to smashed him. So I I, I, I yeah, I got to go with the champ in this. I one, can't man. believe how happy Moreno was after that though. Like. Bleeding from his face, oh, that's the happiest I've ever been. You know what I mean, dude, like, man. That's that's a guy that like cases. It's like those old photos of BJ when he when he beat Stevenson and was like licking the blood off his off his oh, yeah. That. That's right yeah. here. That these guys are a different breed, bro. Trust me. Like okay. he won me as a fan that night. Like I know, I know. Okay, I'll never I'll underestimate him. I want Valentina and Jessica because we just mentioned that too. That's going to headline two sixty one. Valentina, dude, she only opened at minus. But this is a legit comp competitor. Okay, so you think the, the line was fair? I think it opened a little short, personally. I think it's going to go oh, what's up. The, what's the odds for? It was minus three fifty. It opened, so to me, it seemed a little light. But what is it now? Maybe I'm wrong. It's still um, it's it's holding steady. It hasn't got any action. I mean, it just got released. So yeah, minus three fifty seems fair. Like it's a they actually dropped it. The minus three thirty five um, bet online opened it, but minus three thirty five. So it yeah. does. It seems a little low to me, man. I think if you look at no. her historic, yeah. yeah, you look at her historic odds. Valentina's. Let me look at her last call fight. Minus eighteen hundred, I think she was. Let me double check here. It was minus twenty five hundred. Oh, <laughs> minus oh, twenty five hundred. Minus twenty five. Eh? Yeah, against Maya, who beat her one round. Won the round two, I believe. Second round, yeah. Uh, Chukagian minus twelve fifty, and she beat her by TKO. Liz Carmouche minus fourteen hundred. Competitors are bad. These competitors are a lot worse than Jessica. Jessica, I minus seventeen hundred. Joanna was the same price, minus three fifty. Joanna was the same price, so that's worth it. Okay. Uh, catch you where she's twice twelve hundred. Then you look at her bantamweight fights, and they were mixed bag. She was an underdog in a few of those fights. Let's not talk yeah. about those. We'll talk about the flyweight fights. So she's been the favorite in all of them, obviously. But this is besides the Joanna fight, the shortest favorite she's been. I think mm-hmm. she could easily open at minus five hundred. But again, you know, the odds, listen, they're good, especially the guys that bet online. Adam Burns, that guy's great. He knows what he's doing. So it's hard yeah. for me to go and criticize when these guys. The books are crushing it these days. I'll tell you that right now. So they're opening great lines. I just think it's a little short. I think it could have been higher. But you got a guy like Kevin. Oh, he loves Andrade, but he thinks you're gonna get destroyed. Yep, that's kind of. I think a lot of people are gonna pick Jessica at those plus odds. Dude, I, I I really like Jessica. I remember I had her against Rose the first time. I was at that fight in Brazil. I went to Brazil for that fight. It was great. Yeah, he slammed her in the ground and knocked her out. The next morning, I was checking out the hotel. She was right ahead of me in line, so I I ended up talking to her. She had her faces all busted up. She had the belt around her shoulder. Such a cool. I got a cool picture of her too. So that was awesome. awesome. It was a great memory. I always liked her. That's the point. I, but I can leave my personal biases aside, bro. This is fights, man. This is why yeah. I don't like getting too close to the fighters, Brandon. Honestly, I love well, the that's fighters. One of my my uh, betting guidelines: don't let your fandom get in the way of your betting. I mean, if you don't have that as one of your guidelines, you're definitely doing this wrong. I would say exactly. You know, so you know that's that that's the way we look at it. Uh, Daniel says Maya put up some resistance. I agree. Lower perception of Valentina. I'm not so sure that's what it is. I think it's they believe that Andrade will get some comeback money, and she was. Um, like I think a pick them against uh, Chukang or maybe a favorite. Let me check. No, she, yeah, she was like minus one thirty, minus, minus yeah. She closed at minus one ninety, surprisingly. Oh, um, which I didn't. I actually didn't think she would win that fight because of the reach. Uh, just the yeah. you saw the power. She knocked her over the body shot. Yeah, I think I honestly I Caitlin in that fight just because I saw at the weigh-ins. I'm like, how is she gonna win this fight? Yeah, like, Caitlin fought smart, picked her 
shots out like off the outside and for three rounds, but Jessica just knows how to get in. Like she she just bulldozes her way in and yep. and makes it scrappy, makes it difficult for her opponents to deal with. She's a little tank, and just looking at her her odds, she's yeah. won quite a few fights as an underdog throughout her career too. And but she's I, fought in three different weight classes. Yeah, and I think that's a big problem here, though, man. I just don't I don't see the size playing up at all, dude. Honestly, against yeah. Valentino, who could easily fight at one thirty five. That size is going to be a big difference. So that that's kind of what I'm seeing here. Uh, I know you want to talk about PFL too because they announced some fights. Anthony Pettis yeah. is going to fight Clay Collard. I love that fight. I love Clay Collard, man. He had a yeah, fight with well, Max Holloway like seven years ago in the UFC, which was really fun to watch. Go back and watch. I know you have probably watched that, but other people, yeah. they missed it. Great fight. But he's doing some boxing now, and now he's doing the MMA. Uh, I still think it's kind of a bad matchup against a guy in Pettis who's a much better, I think, MMA fighter. But uh, what are your thoughts <laughs> on this fight and maybe some of the other tournament fights? Uh, yeah, I like how they match these two up. Um, two pretty big names. Uh, Clay Collard's been doing his thing in boxing. I think he's like three and zero or four and zero in boxing. And uh, but it's the all around. It's MMA, right? Like Anthony Pettis is no joke. Like I think it's a it's a good matchup. And I liked uh, the Oliveira Aubon Mercier matchup against Jolatin Santos. Jolatin Santos. Yeah, let me just. I'm just gonna pull up the uh, the bracket here. Obon Mercier, uh, he hasn't fought in a while, but he's a he's still a good prospect in my Olivier opinion. Aubin he lost to Alexander Hernandez, but I'm gonna pull up the card right now so people can see it. Yeah, uh, he seemed out of it in that fight. Where is it? There it is, guys. So, oh yeah. So we got Pettis Collar, who's talking about Nathan Schulte, who's an amazing fighter, who is so yep, underrated. Two-time champion. Yep. Against Martin Held, who's a pretty good fighter, man. You got to win over Hackbrass in the UFC. Um, Mavlid and Kaibubalev. That's the guy I think who had that crazy flying knee knockout against Damon Jackson. Remember? Yeah, last he year? did. Yeah, yep. against Jason Suarez. I don't know who this guy is. Who's Jason? That Suarez? just went viral. That Mavlid knockout, eh? Holy! Yeah, I know Jason Suarez. Actually, I do think I know who he is. Jason Suarez. Uh, Jason Suarez. Yes, I remember he he fought uh, Danny Chavez. I watched tape on him last week. He fought Danny oh, Chavez. Okay. Submitted him in the fifth round. He's a Titan FC guy, so he's a Florida based guy. So actually, that's an yeah. interesting fight. I do remember this guy though. So yeah, I did recognize the name. Palmer and Jenkins, I mean, Lance Palmer obviously is going to be a massive yeah. favorite. Another two-time champion, I believe. Yeah. Jenkins has really just kind of been disappointing and as, ever since leaving Bellator, really. I think they did this on purpose just to get Lance Could be. He won to start off. Loic Radzibov versus Johnny Case. Johnny Case, probably a better fighter. I got to look in more. I like Radzibov. Johnny Case. Joylton Luderbach. I don't yeah, know a lot of, yeah, I don't know a lot about this guy, but I do know OEM. He's got a obviously. legit record, though, that Joylton guy. OEM is a, a legit guy, though. I mean... He's a former Both UFC fighter, tons of experience against high-level competition. So, that, I mean, that would be my, my lean, but I don't know this guy. I'm going to Google him quickly. That so, fight's going to tell us a lot, in my opinion. Brazilian, German, mixed martial artist, 34-8 and eight record? It's, what? He's the, that's going to be the dark horse. Whoever wins this fight is the dark horse in the division. I feel I feel bad that I don't know who he is because he has, like, 40 fights. He just has never yeah. fought for a major promotion. He's fought for ACB, M1, Cage Warriors. So, he did beat Craig White in Cage Warriors two years ago. Um, well, that, that's not saying much. But. Yeah, I know, I know. Diego Sanchez <laughs> beat that guy. Yeah, uh, I think he just he's beaten a lot. Of, like it's a padded record, to be honest. Yeah, but, I'm looking at his record, dude. His level of competition, like, is real bad. But yeah, he could definitely win this fight. A lot of experience. Uh, it's gonna be a good fight. Absolutely. And these guys, Ahmed Aliyev and Mikhail Ardinstov. Never heard of the. I've heard of Ahmed. Second number right now. Aliyev. So let's click out. Mikhail Ardinstov. His nickname is the Dancer. 18 and two records. Belarusian. He is on a seven-fight win streak. Oh, he, nice. Yeah, but he's never fought anyone really, like, that great. He has a few mm -hmm. notable wins, but they're more, like, 
your European regional team guys. So. Aliyev's fought in um, PFL already. Yeah, right? yeah, I think so. I'm gonna Google. That's I'm gonna... why I've heard of him. I think I've heard of this guy too. But Mikel making his PFL debut, he's got something to prove here. Aliyev is called the Butcher 96. Yes, he fought Shalty. He beat Rashid Magomedov. So yes, we do remember him. Oh wow! He also yeah. beat Diego Brandel. He also beat Efrain Escudero, Ivan George. Oh. He actually has a lot of good wins on his resume. Ooh. Like not great, but they're notable, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. you know what's crazy? Okay, never mind. Never mind. Conor yeah. McGregor beat Brandel. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I remember that fight in, in Ireland. Yeah. yeah. So that fight, then Jung Bin So, who was in the UFC recently, uh, Sung Bin Sung Bin Jo, excuse me, uh, he was in the UFC recently. Okay. And then Tyler Diamond, he was also yeah, in the UFC. Ultimate Fighter contestant. Yeah, Sung Bin Jo, I think he had one fight. Let me double check again. I don't think he's fought in the I UFC. I thought he fought Tamer. Yeah, he fought Daniel Tamer and lost and got cut. In the UFC? Yeah, he had one fight in the UFC and got cut two years oh, ago. Oh, okay. He won a fight and done. So. Yeah, one and done. So I kind of remembered his name, but I don't, I don't know a lot about him. And then you also have uh, Brennan Lofton versus Shaman Marais. That's a great that's, fight. Yeah, that's a good fight, man. Is that a that better be in the tournament, right? That's definitely a tournament fight, right? Like it's got. It's got to be. Yeah, because I know yeah, they do, in the do have some alternate fights, but I'm assuming who would you take in that? Brendan. That's a great fight. I don't know. I mean, Lofton and probably who do you think's going to open as the favorite? Brendan probably, probably Lofton because yeah. That's what I, I think. But Marais is a very, very uh, solid fighter. So Yeah, underrated for sure. He, he has a re- winning record in the UFC, I believe. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, so let me go to uh, – let's go to Marcel's page because I got a lot of questions about fights and stuff. We like going to Marcel's page because he's always got the fight announcements. Someone just asked about – okay. Actually, I want to get this one. Adam, I'm going to use the washroom really quick. Yeah, that's fine, man. No right worries. Back. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Kevin Scott, based on Helwani crying about the UFC passing on Lofton back in the day – the prelim range should be through the roof. That was a bad cut, Kevin, in my opinion. Uh, I believe that they're not cut, but they didn't sign him off contender series. They have signed way worse fighters off contender series. I do think it must suck for Lofton that Bill Algio, the guy that he beat on the show, got signed. And he's a good fighter. He put up a great fight against Ricardo Lamas in his last fight. He's very good. But Lofton probably should have got another shot in the UFC. He has been in the UFC before. It's worth mentioning. He fought once, like, Maybe 10 years ago against this guy, Mike Wilkinson. I think he lost the decision. So he has fought once, but it's been a long, long freaking time. All right. Uh, and here's a great question here. Marcus, what are the odds on Spencer Wolf? Are they out? I love Spencer winning with no problem. Tyler says Spencer's got to be less than, no less than minus 800. He's shocked it's that low. I agree completely with both you guys. Cole actually broke the story the other day, and I messaged Cole. I was like, she's going to be like minus 7,800 or something. So I, you guys are bang on with that one, I think. Could be even higher. Uh, we do have that fight as part of the boast to talk about on the list. So let's just pull it up here. Brandon went to the bathroom, but I want to pull these up. We'll talk about some of these fights. Kevin says, I think he could have been signed. Passing along was, wasn't some great outrage. Yeah, I don't I don't think he finished that fight. He went for like a – Dana White famously said he went for a takedown and didn't sign it. But, okay, let's talk about some new fight announcements. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you knew this before me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, again, <laughs> don't, give, don't give me your pick, okay? Just – Break down the fight, basically, like a quick breakdown, like a one-minute breakdown. Charles uh, Jordan versus Marcelo Rojo. This fight's happening March 13th, according to Marcel here. What are your thoughts on this match? Well, I don't know much about Marcelo Rojo. I was going to do uh, more in-depth research when he fought Hani this weekend. Uh, I know he fought for Kambache. He yeah. does, like, the uh, the T-Rex, like, the eh, when he wins. That's the guy. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> But Charles is my my guy. Like we're both from Canada. I love Charles Jordan. I thought he got 
ripped off with that draw. I thought he won, to be honest, against, um, can't remember his name, but it was a draw, and I thought he won. Um, he's a legit prospect. That Andre Feely fight was for real. Like that That's what showed the true potential of on, of uh, Charles Jordan. He dropped Andre Feely, almost finished him in the second round. Yeah, I had him as a dog. He was plus 200. I had him there. He almost won yeah. that fight, but I thought he it lost. It was a split, I believe. It was split, He, but he lost. And then the last time was a split draw against Josh Kulabau, who's really not that good. And yeah. that really freaks me out, bro. No, no, Kulabau is better. Than, he's underrated, man. He's good. I, and I, I, would, I would say that, too. I, to be honest, bro, I think most fighters in the UFC that don't have winning records are underrated by most fans. It's just like NHL. In the yeah, NHL, that, like, that you the can worst time in the NHL is still a good fighter. I agree, you know? Um Looking at Rojo, yeah, I don't know a lot about him. I got to look into him more, but I did watch his fight with like, Castaneda last week. So the T-Rex thing is cool. Next yeah. fight here, Danny Did he Bonner, beat John? He didn't did he beat who? Did he beat John Castaneda? I think – I thought he lost that fight. Let me double check. Yeah, uh, he wrong. probably lost. Let me double check. I didn't watch that. that I can't remember now. Um, no, nah, he beat him by submission, yeah. Okay. Okay, so this fight, Bondar versus Rodriguez. This guy, Bondar, was supposed to fight – like in the last card, if I'm not mistaken, and he got pulled off for some reason. He's he's very good though. Do you know yeah, you know Dennis him? Bonder? Yeah, he was supposed to fight Ode Osborne like a few weeks ago, which would have been a tough fight for him probably. But and then this Victor Rodriguez guy, he got destroyed by Adrian Yanez in his UFC debut. He got head kicked. He's very small. Remember that a few months ago? What's his name? Victor Rodriguez. He got head kicked oh, by Victor Adrian Rodriguez. Yanez. Yeah. So again, you know, I gotta look at I gotta look at. This guy's more, but in general, bro, we don't really bet on Alaska FC fighters here. Um, the guys no. that were from Alaska FC are generally not good fighters. Not all, the, not every case, but in general, Bondar looks really good to me. So that's kind of where I'm looking at this one. Well, Victor Rodriguez, um, 28, five foot five, yeah, seven and three record. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, very... yeah Adrian Giannis just yeah kicked his yeah. head off. That Giannis, was Giannis was awesome. is very good. He is Adrian dropping Giannis a weight class. Really good. Yes, and this guy's dropping a weight. It's worth mentioning. They're both going to 125. And uh, he might have came in short notice. Um, he might have too, but I mean still, like he, he was never going to win that fight, let's be honest. Yeah. Okay, so here's a guy that I believe is – Oh, buddy, I got Sean all day. I, I think he's a future champ. I, I got to be honest. I'm su- I know I'm oh, probably right. higher than, than most. I think he could beat a lot of guys at 185, especially if Adesanya goes up. I think he could compete with Whitaker. I think he could compete with Costa. No, I think he beats Damn. Costa. I'm not high on this guy. I think he's incredible, man. I love Strickland, dude. He's got a great story ever since he came back from his motorcycle crash. He's looked great. The boxing, the ground game, yeah, so well-rounded. Jocko's a good test. Jocko's a, a very solid fighter. He's on a win streak right now. So he's he's a good test. And arguably a step, step up from Brandon Allen, like a small step up. So I like the fight. Yeah. But I like Strickland all the way here, man. And I'm spoiling my paper. I really well, like him, dude. Well, if Brendan Allen faced Kristoff, who would you pick? I don't know. Pro- maybe Brandon, because I, I really, yeah. I'm really high on him. To be that's honest. what yeah. I would think too. So <clears throat> maybe this isn't that big of a step up. I think it's a small step up, but not. You know, yeah, you're right. Maybe that's that's fair. But I think it, it's also fair to mention that Jocko's been in the rankings. Yeah, I don't think Allen's ever been UFC in the experience. Yeah, Jocko's got like 15 fights in the UFC, so I think he is a small step up from Allen. But I think Allen might win that fight. Even if, he I guess that almost beat Uriah for. Hall. He was yeah. on the brink of beating Uriah Hall. I know. I know. I know. And then okay. it was that third round knock. But yeah, I am huge on Sean Strickland. I love him, man. Like how he gets in there and just screams at his opponents in that third round against um Sean, uh, John, John who? Jack Marshman. Oh, Jack Marshman. Yeah, that was one of my favorite fights of 2020. Like 
just getting in his head. Thank you. Go down, Jack. How are you not going down? <laughs> yeah, I love Brandon. Me and him are on the same wavelength. You guys remember the day after that fight, I was on this podcast going like, oh my God, that was so awesome, man. He was talking yeah. to him and trying to knock him out. It was so cool. <laughs> Anyways, you guys could tell I got a, a bit of a, cr- a man crush on Sean Strickland. Can you tell? I love Tarzan. Yeah. <laughs> I've, always, I've always liked Tarzan, bro. So I'm a big fan of him. And, and he, um, I don't know if you saw that um fight with his teammate. He was yelling the whole time to his teammate. I did see uh, that. It's it a lower Chris Curtis or something, right? Chris Curtis? Yeah, Chris the... Curtis. Yeah, I saw that. He was, I, was they were so joking funny. around, but I was so confused watching. I'm like, do these guys hate each other? Like, they're just <laughs> yeah. messing, right? They're jokes. Okay, I'm going to get some comments here. Daniel says Strickland, Sona Wally. He's got green vibes, though. It might let fights escape him. No, I don't bro, know, he man. He seems way more down like Bobby. Bobby fights down to his competition. I love Bobby. Yeah. He fights down to his level of competition. That's why he lost to Moises. He just yeah. knocked him on the feet, tried to better him a little bit. Strickland I thought Tiago won every round of that fight. Yeah, I think Strickland goes in there to kill you, dude. That's what I think. Um, and and yeah, he doesn't fight with his hands down. Yeah, dude. I, I Guys like Eddie, uh, Eddie Wineland. Charles Rosa did the Nate same Landmore, thing last week. They fight with their hands in their waist. It's the worst way to fight. Don't don't fight like that. Even Thompson can do it. That's it. There's, yes, Just let Steven do his thing. <laughs> thank you. There's a few guys. Cyril Gon can do it too at heavyweight, but there's very few guys that can yeah. fight with their hands at their, at their waist. Very few. Yeah. So, um, but I really like Strickland. He's got a really good fight, fight, man. Okay, we gotta move on because we're just gonna man crush on Strickland here all day. <laughs> uh, this was the last fight. Sorry, I missed you guys' comments on that one. Uh, Daniel says I thought the draw was fine against uh, Kulabel Jordan. Uh, Tyler says Bonders a savage. I agree. He looks really good. And he said, he Yeah, I gotta him. watch more tape on him. Osborne. Yeah. Daniel says he was he had cash on Jordan. He was thankful to escape the draw. That, well, that's it was, always... it was a draw. You could just get your money back. That's I think that's what he's saying. Oh, okay. Kevin Unless says, you him in parlays. Yeah, exactly. Why are so many people covering MMA Canadians? Just people I'm aware of. You guys are everywhere. Is it all GSP driven? Well, to be fair, Brandon's not a journalist. He's a, a sports better. He has a job, like a normal job, I guess, quote unquote. But he's a big MMA fan. That's fair to say. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, Brandon. I don't think you're a journalist, right? Like, you're not, right? You're not trying to no, pretend no, you are. No, I've never written any article. <laughs> Thank you. Just, so, just, <laughs> so, we, just so we're clear, uh, Kevin, he's never written a, an article. But he is a uh, sports better. He's a big fan. He's one of them. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And Brian's always in the chat too. You guys just didn't notice him. Like he doesn't say a lot, but um, yeah, you know, for me, I got into it at a good time personally. I uh, finished school and, and I really wanted to pursue sports um, journalism and MMA was mm-hmm. kind of an, an emerging sport 10 years ago, Brandon. It was right before it became legalized here. So I kind of got in at a good time. I would imagine it's very difficult to break in this business now if I had to guess. There's just no yeah. jobs out there. I'm lucky I have a job, man. I'm lucky I make money doing this. A lot of Absolutely. people don't. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's so, um, Cup Swanson said something the other day saying um, journalists should have to fight at least three times as an amateur before yeah. they can like uh, have an opinion on the sport. What are your it's thoughts? Like, you know how hard it is to even like break into the sport as a journalist or an analyst. Like, yeah, it's almost so, a, it's so much competition, man. Great question. I mean, we're going to tangent you. I'm going to talk about that first. Time. Okay, so. I have a lot of thoughts. First of all, I don't think what he said is necessarily wrong. Um, I'll be honest. Like when I started doing this, I didn't have any MMA experience when I started running with MMA. I had no martial arts training ever. I played sports. I played football. I was, I'm a huge dude. So I played football, rugby, hockey, like all that stuff growing up. Yeah. I never played MMA. I didn't do boxing or kickboxing or wrestling. We don't do wrestling in Canada really. So no. <laughs> I, I started writing about it and I was doing it for a couple of years and I'm like, you know what? I really want to, I want to gain knowledge. I started training. Dude. I trained for about five years. I had one fight. Um, I did have a oh, fight. Nice. James was at my fight. A lot of my friends were at my fight. Koreans, Dan, a bunch of people that were all really close friends with me seven years ago. So I had one fight. Awesome. Did it go well? Not really. I mean, I, I got hurt in that fight. I also hurt the other guy. It was a, it was a tough fight. 
Um, there's a kickboxing fight, I should mention that, not MMA, oh, okay. Muay Thai. I posted some photos last week. You had um, the uh, 10 ounce gloves? We had 16 ounce gloves. This still hurts, dude. Trust me. Like, oh. people don't understand, man. Like, we're not professional fighters. Also, um, I'm a heavyweight too, so the guy I was fighting was pretty powerful. I well, he can still kick your ribs off. <laughs> he hit me um, the first, literally the first, like, okay, so I'll say this. Um, I didn't have enough sparring when I had my fight. That was the biggest problem looking back. But I, if you saw me train, you, you could tell, like, I hit hard. I mm-hmm. There was actually one Bellator event, and again, I have proof because there's a bunch, of, a bunch of journalists with me. Um, there was a Bellator event. I can't remember what the main event was. I think it was Daniel Weichel and Desmond Green, I think, was the main event for that card. And mm-hmm. uh, in the back, they had this punching bag machine, and the, the biggest puncher of the night. So all the fans that were there, the biggest puncher got to meet Jade Bryce and Mercedes Terrell, the ring car girls. I just punched. I think one of those guys was like, "Adam, punch and see how hard you can punch it, dude." I, I won. I was the hardest puncher. I got to oh, meet the girls awesome. afterwards. Awesome. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. So I was like, "All right, I guy. To, hey, girls, how's it going? Yeah, I punch hard." No, I'm <laughs> um, no, but I I think for me, training was great. I I want to train again. But, yeah. you know, I had a fight. I broke my arm, too. Um, breaking my arm hurt uh, badly. I was in I was that like fight? Asked, not in the fight. I bro- actually, the crazy thing is, so I, I trained for about probably two years, and I was preparing for a fight. So during sparring, I broke my arm. Um, okay. I was out for three months in a cast. Um, couldn't do anything, which really sucked because I was very, like, hungry and motivated at that time. This was mm-hmm. 2013, I think. So I broke my arm. I remember when I, I remember what happened. I broke my arm um, at, uh, at training. And the coach was like, you're fine. You didn't break it. I was like, I'm pretty sure I broke my arm. Because I. what happened was I was giving, I was doing body shots to a guy. And he put his elbows up the block. And the, like the middle of my arm right, right here, yeah. like it hit it hit him in the elbow. The arms, the, the bone broke. So I knew it was broken. But the guy, the coach was like, you're fine. So I was like, all right, whatever. I'm fine. I went home. I couldn't move my arm, dude. I went home and I watched the card that night. You know what card it was? Jose Aldo versus Korean Zombie. Oh. His shoulder popped out. When his shoulder popped out, I was like, Dude, my fucking arm still hurts. I better go to the hospital right now. Yeah. Like 12 hours after this happened. They were like, what, where were you? You broke your arm, man. What are you doing, Adam? I was like, <laughs> ah. So of course I broke it. And it's never been the same. Um, so I was in – it's just the guy didn't set it properly. So it's been in the cast. It was in the cast for three or four months after that. When I got out of the cast, the gym I was training at announced they were holding their first event, like a first card. Mm-hmm. I, and I was like, I'm fighting. I'm going to fight in this card. I'm like, might as well. So – I trained my ass off for that fight. I trained three months for that fight, dude. I was in incredible shape for that fight. Like yeah. right now, I, I'm not gonna say what I weigh, but I weigh quite a bit. Um, I was a lot heavier. I was closer to a 205er then than I am to a heavyweight now. So well, I was blame a lot... it on the COVID. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the COVID, the COVID fifty. Well, all the gyms are closed. <laughs> exactly, but yeah. So I mean, I I uh, I trained my ass off for the fight. Get in the fight, and uh, man, it was. It was awesome, dude. You know, the experience of having all my friends there. There was probably a couple hundred people in the in the venue. It was awesome. We did yeah. in the ring. We had a cage and a ring, but we did in the ring. So, yeah, I, I knew the guy was fighting. I, I, I'd seen him train a few times around, but I didn't know a lot of him. He was just a big, stocky, heavy set. I think he was a Mexican dude. Just a hard-hitting dude. Tough guy, man. Very, very nice guy, too. We talked a few times after the fight. Just That's the other thing. Like, the camaraderie after the fight, right? Like, you're in a yeah. war. You beat the shit of each other, and you're like, Nice fight, man. Good job. Go home and see the family, right? So, literally, dude, the first punch that landed hit me right here in the temple, and I, I got wobbly, dude. I, that's the closest in my life um, to being knocked out I've ever been in my life. I got hit right here, bang, and yeah. it went like this. My head was like that, and ref gave me a standing ten count. What the problem was? Um, my contact popped out. I wore contacts. Oh. I used to. I wear glasses now, obviously. But at the, yeah, Bilal Muhammad had the same thing happen to I him. I heard about that. So, and I think Derek Brunson too. I, I, I fight with Whitaker for a long time. His contacts fell out. So yeah. my contact popped out. 
I couldn't, dude, I couldn't see. So the referee's like, and again, this is not a professional fight, it's an amateur fight. He's like, do you, do you want to stop fighting? You can't see, right? I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to find the contact and fight. And this is after I'm rocked. Like, I, I, I was so rocked. Like, he hit me so bad. Not only was I rocked, but the contact fell out. Picked it yeah. off the ground, threw it in my eye, and I'm like, let's fucking fight, dude. I went the full three rounds <laughs> with the guy, and I got my ass kicked, and I got his, his ass got kicked too. It was a draw at the end of three rounds. It was a really tough fight. Oh, it was a draw. Yeah, it was a draw. If you asked me, I would have lost the fight, but they they, they, were, they just scored a draw because there was no finish, right? It's not Is really there, um, YouTube footage or anything? There's, there is footage. It's been filmed. I don't know where, where I can get it. A friend oh, okay. of mine has it. Uh, two friends of mine have it. They filmed it separately. They, they, they really do. There was people with cameras in the, in the turnbuckles. Like it was this legit. It was a legitimate guy. event. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> um, I've seen the fight once after. But congrats, man. Like that. Thanks, man. that Dude, I was so embarrassed huge. to watch the fight because I, <laughs> I remember after the fight, I had the most pain in my head I've ever had. Like I had the worst headache of my life. I couldn't think. I was in my. I went to my house. I was in my bed for a week after that. So I couldn't walk. I can't imagine what the real fighters go through, bro. I'm just. I'm an amateur. I'm not ever going to pretend to be an MMA fighter. But I. Yeah. I was for one day. I was for one day, Brandon. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you I'm know. For pictures. I. I. You know what, guys? I'm going to try to see if I can get this footage somewhere. I don't know if I if it still like exists. All but I did I'm was try, wrestling. I, I've seen the fight once, like a year after that. I was so embarrassed to watch it, Brandon. And I watched it back. And I was like. Dude, I did pretty well in that fight. I actually did yeah. a lot better than I remembered, you know. But I got rocked so bad. I just I don't remember anything after the first round. Um, I just remember going to my my corner and my 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 uh, my coach, who was also my friend. He was like, "Dude, you have the best chin I've ever seen." Oh my god, man! I was like, "No, dude, that's not a good thing." <laughs> like, Were you if you say someone's got a end? good chin, they're probably getting their ass kicked. Were you bleeding or didn't get bleed? I didn't bleed, dude. He hit me in the temple, like you know where JDS hit um. Uh, Kane. Like, like right, sorry, Kane. Yeah, this part and right here, these yeah. are two. Yeah, top, like uh, I was watching. Yeah, Rose, a, kick, Rose, a kick usually goes there, yeah, right? They go like here, and that's where you get knocked out. This it turns your brain off. So it hit me here, and I wobbled really. Bad. I just remember. I remember the feeling, dudes. The it's a sick but feeling. You stayed to have. in it. Pardon? You stayed in it. You survived. I stayed in the fight, man. I stayed in the fight. You know, like some people would would want quits. I, like on. Well, I, I remember what happened oh, though. Yeah. Like I remember. Like I said, I don't remember the second, and third round at all. Like I really don't. But the first round, yeah. I do remember getting rocked, and I remember picking up the contact, putting it in my eye, and saying. And I looked outside, and there was like twenty of my family and friends, and they had paid money to be there and to sit in chairs and sit in front row. I was like, I'm not quitting on these guys. I'd rather get knocked out than these Absolutely. people come here. So I went and I fucking did the three rounds. And you just started so swinging. I did. I tried my best. You know, a lot of the fight took place in the clinch. It was a Muay Thai fight, so a lot oh, of it okay. took place against the ropes. Um, referee broke up a lot of the fight. I, I, dude, we were both. By the way. That fight was only three, 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 two minute rounds, two minutes or three minutes. Was he minutes. bloodied okay, up at all? No. Was he bloodied up at all? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you can see the bruises. You bloodied him up. His face is a little bloody, but the thing, yeah, a little bloody in his face. But the thing is, we're wearing headgear too, so and gloves. Oh, we're not okay. wearing MMA gloves, Brian. We're wearing boxing gloves. Yeah. But I'm telling you guys, I know it doesn't sound like 16 ounce gloves is going to hurt. It does, man. If you're getting hit yeah, by heavyweight, this dude was at least 250 pounds, and he hit me right in the temple, but, dude. He just caught me in the right spot, man. I don't know how I didn't get knocked out, bro, but I know I just hear I heard people screaming in the audience like, knock him out, knock him. Like, you know, but <laughs> the thing is in a smoker, they yeah, don't want you, they don't want you to knock people out in amateur fights, really. Like they want you to get experience. It was more for the experience, right? But yeah. having said that, man, there were some brutal like fights during, during, on that card. One fight had this, I remember there's one the fight before mine, the woman was she was a beast, dude. I love training with this with this woman. She's about 60 years old, and she beat up this 20-year-old girl so bad, man. She was an <laughs> incredible boxer. 
Anyways, let me get some pictures from that. I know I went off on a tangent here, guys, but yeah, it's my, it's my no, podcast. No, I wanted to hear that. Podcast. I never talk about myself in this podcast. You know what, Cub? You you can't talk about Adam Martin. He was in there. He knows how it feels. And you know what? I posted that, Brandon. I posted the photos. Tim Mean sent me a, a message. It was like, you know, dude, like, you know, great job, man. You know, you know what it's like. I was like, hell yeah. You yeah. know, hearing that from a guy like Tim, are you kidding well, me, man? Adam Gunsetter said, because um, Adam brought it up and he's like, I was training and all that, but then I had kids and it's hard to like have kids and train and do journalism. Like it's, it's a tough gig, right? Yeah. Here's the, the you can see my legs. It's hard oh, to see yeah. here, but my legs are all really bruised up. I couldn't walk for a week. His That's legs, same thing. I, he, yo, he actually, he quit after that. He quit after the fight. I saw him a month later. He's like, uh, yo, I, he's like, dude, I couldn't walk for a week after the fight. My wife was yelling at me, like, don't ever do this again. And he quit. So I got him to quit, which is crazy because I thought he was going to make me quit. I didn't quit from the sport after that. In fact, yeah. I wanted to – and you know what James said right here? Because actually James and my friend Carlin Bardsley. Oh, yeah. They, they, yeah, who, who I think you know. They did commentary. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know they, James Lynch. Yeah, they did commentary for that fight, dude. So like, there's there's some, somewhere in the world – I'm going to I'm gonna talk to – I know who you has should have got fighters. a third-round finish. Yeah. No. KO. You fight an instinct in there. You know, something it's like even when I'm, when I'm watching fighters on TV and I'm like – you know, oh, go for the finish. Like, what are they doing? It, sometimes you're just, your body's so exhausted, you can't. You know, like, you're just, yeah. you're fighting on fumes. So, anyways, yeah, that was clinch. That's then, why conditioning is such a huge part in this game. Like, oh, yeah. And, you know, my cardio wasn't the problem in this fight. It was just that I got rocked too early in the fight. And that's like, that's you in the white? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's Hopefully me. you look like a beast. <laughs> yeah, I was. Dude, I was, I was a beast. And there's me, James, Sean Smith. This oh, guy's yeah. Name, this guy's name's also Adam Martin, which is crazy. Um, yeah, it is a pretty common name, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's actually a, well, he used to be a friend of mine, but it was weird when we both wrote about MMA and we both had the same name. Uh, who's Kareem, in the Bad Boys shirt? Is that you? That's me, baby. Bad, okay. So, and then Randy, who's also a friend of mine, she actually taped the fight. I'm going to talk to her, but the last time I talked to her, she said she didn't have the footage. But I'll ask her again. And then Brian D'Souza, he used to work for Cage Potato. He wrote a book on Fedor and the pound for pound oh, greats okay. MMA. He's a nice guy too. And then uh, Carlin, who's a, one of the one of the best guys I ever met in the sport, right there, Carlin Barsley. One of the oh, first really? guys who took me under my wing, bro. Um, a guy from Peterborough, Ontario. Um, great friend of mine, man, Brandon. Um, took me under my wing, under the wing. I met him at a Bellator event in like 2012. And he just, you know, dude, I'm one of these people that uh, I always remember people are nice to me and I never forget it, you know? And I always, always yeah. that guy's a friend for life. He doesn't live in Canada anymore. He lives in China now. So we're not, we don't talk as much, but uh, great guy. It's a great, great mindset. Bro, man. I was a beast though, man, back here. Like I was in sick shape for this fight. Like I, I trained, I literally yeah. trained six days a week. I trained... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I took Saturdays off to watch UFC and chill. And then actually I'd sometimes even come in Saturday morning. Yeah, but, if I if I had a fight, I'd be training. Like, I trained every day. I think yeah. I overtrained a little bit too. I think I peaked a little like peaking, they talk about and stuff like that. I think I trained a little bit too much. But it really wasn't that, man. The problem was I did so much training, one-on-one training. I did so much bag work, but I neglected mm -hmm. the sparring part of it. I thought, you know what, I don't want to get hurt in sparring, so I'm not gonna do as much. I did a little bit of sparring. But the thing is, sparring is a, it's a, it's a fight itself. You don't really – sparring is a fight. So, yeah. yes, it's a controlled environment. You don't want to hurt someone necessarily. But people do go in there and hurt them, especially Brandon. Like, eventually, you know, I was in the gym for, like I said, about, probably about five years. But during that time, I would, you know, I would know the right people to train with. I would find the right sparring partners because sometimes, especially when a guy would come in the gym for the first time, they would try to show off and try to hurt you. That's what yeah. people do in gyms, and you've got to stay away from those gym warriors. And people get kicked out for doing that. In fact, um, there was one guy that he we were doing training, and this guy kept kicking my leg, and I was like, "Dude, stop! Like you're you're hurting me, like you're bruising me, right?" Yeah. He, I couldn't walk after he was a coach there, and they had to like talk to the guy. He he ended up leaving the gym because 
he was too aggressive because he was hurting the the members. So you gotta watch that stuff. Anyways, I went yeah, off I heard there, but Buckley has a bad reputation about that. Dude, yeah. I was just talking writing about him yesterday because uh, James Krause was saying that he it's a guy who hurts people in sparring. So yeah, I hope they make that fight. I don't care what the UFC says, just make it. Yeah, I don't even if James even if it's a catchweight one eighty, do it. Yeah. You know what? He says Adam might have a fight pass. No, that won't happen. I might <laughs> if I if I but find it, fight pass. Come on. If I, if I find it, I might put it on YouTube. But it, dude, I get I get I get hurt in the fight and I, I it's not the most. But you came like, back. Yeah, I know, but it's not the best representation. But that's, you know what? I, I probably fighters mentality. Yeah, you're right. True. If I, adversity, I love seeing that. I don't when a have the fights friend, back I, from adversity. All like I have is Kamara Usman. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, he all, lost that first round, battled through adversity. All I have is the photos right now. I'm gonna ask her, and I'll, I'll, I'll I want to watch the fight again. I don't know if she'll have yeah. it. She probably it was three two minute rounds. Yeah, I think it was either three or three or three minutes. It was either three three, uh, three three minutes or two minutes, one of the two. Yeah, but trust me, that seemed a lot. Like I think it was three minutes. It's a lot. It was probably three minutes. It's a lot longer than it thinks. Like you think, Your heart dude, is just racing the entire. I tell you time. right now, man. Like me now, I I I'm probably like right now. I'm 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 fighting the likes of Derek Lewis and Brock Lesnar. Okay, at that point, I was fighting you know, Forrest Griffin and and and. Uh, Rich Franklin, those kind of size guys. Now I, yeah. I'm I'm a little bigger now, so I can't fight right now, bro. I would need at least you know six to twelve months of training just to get back in decent shape and then go to a camp. You know, like that was two oh five. That was at I I he weighed two fifty on, on the scale and I weighed at two twenty two twenty five. I think. So oh, I, I, yeah, I, he I tried to cut to two oh five. I couldn't do it, bro. I I didn't even bother doing the sauna and stuff. I was like, I'm not going to do this. And the way it, I think was. I think it was the day of the fight to weigh in too. So you didn't really need to. Yeah. I would have fought at 205. I told the guy I want to fight at 205. He could not find an opponent. So he's like, just fight at heavyweight and don't like don't cut weight. I was like, okay. And fine. you were probably a lot faster than him, but he just I hit was, but dude, he hit he listen, I wasn't I, I was like this. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go in there. And my game plan was basically like <laughs> it's funny because everyone talks about like low kicks now, right? Dude, yeah. the, everything I did in training would be a combo ending on a low kick. Everything I did, this was in 2013, 2014. Jab, yeah. low kick, no one two, <laughs> low kick. Like that's what I would do, bro. You know what I mean? The low kick was my nastiest, my nastiest strike. And, yeah, the uh, game changes. Go in there and basically stay at range. Use my because I had the reach, obviously. So I was like, I have a seventy. Calf kick? So you're saying a calf kick? My reach was seventy eight inches, so I, I generally able to stay away from the guys. I was like, okay, stay away. The problem was, dude, you know, I go and touch his gloves, and I'm just like, I'm just standing, I'm looking at him. I wasn't ready for a fight, and he just went bang, and I was like, yeah, like contact it flies Fights, you know, the rest like, like hold on, stop. last week against sure. Nazardine. Yeah, they wanted to stop the fight, bro. I didn't, I didn't want it, man. I wanted to give it one more round, man. That's why we got guys like Stitch yeah. Grand to give you, uh, you know, the cuts and stuff. But anyways, I'll see if I can get. I'm gonna, I'll message today. And get see. some footage, man. We'll, we'll upload it to UFC Fight Pass. All right, man. Uh, thanks again, Brandon. This is like yeah. we're basically done the show now. I want to thank everyone who joined the chat today. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Thanks Brandon, a lot, guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Appreciate you tuning, uh, joining us. I'm, yeah, I know you'll tune in. I'll, I'll try to get you on again in the future. Uh, plug your stuff, man. You got MMA wager and everything. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm on all platforms: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find me at MMA Wagers. I guess uh, Twitter. It's Pipes72. Yep. Okay. Um, awesome. And yeah, and uh, I'll have the picks 24 hours before the fights. Uh, it's 9.99 for everything: uh, breakdowns, DraftKings insight. Um, betting odds, everything. I got it all. That's so awesome, yeah, just man. hit me up if you need any insight. That's awesome. This comment's hilarious, Daniel. 
Patty, Patrick Pound go, dude, I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming in all the time, Daniel, in the chat, man. You're awesome, dude. You're really turned into one of our favorites here, dude. So thanks. And that goes for everyone else. Tyler, Kevin, whoever else I missed, Jose, everyone. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Evan Adam Martin. Thanks again, man, Brandon. Follow me, guys, and then uh, make sure to sign up to Elite. I'll have my bets up this weekend for the card. Peace. And subscribe, boys. Subscribe.